Welcome to KC Corner, episode 16, quarantine week, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but restaurants love. are open, sort Yay. of. And there's some other stuff opening, I think. Now, that's not a reference to my weight, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay. But Papa B's is open, though, in Longwood. We you can know, get some wings. And I had some Merck's wings uh, over in New Smyrna on Monday. I mean, life is good. When it restaurants is. are open, it's a good thing. That is. So uh, looking back last week, Psalm 121, Shelter in His Presence, Part 4, and what you meant to say. Yeah, you know, uh, again, I'm loving going through these Psalms, Brooks, and as I think I've said in episodes past, the joy of a preacher is not just preaching it, it's digging deep into this. And, you know, I, I learn more than anybody, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's the, the joy of being able to to dig deep and have God really work on you. So the question's asked by the psalmist. He looks up to these hills and says, you know, where does my help come from? And, you know, where, where am I going to find help? And it's from our great God, who's both creator and keeper. And I think if we realize that this God, who is our God, created everything by just speaking them into existence, is the one who keeps us. I mean, there's such a strength and tenderness in both of those things. But when I go back and think, you know, what I meant to say what I hope that people heard me say and pick up on is, uh, you know, kind of answering the question, do I ask for help? I think a lot of times in life, uh, we try to be so self-sufficient and sometimes there's a stigma for asking help, you know, that we're weak and we're needy and those are not things that are valued in our society. And so, you know, the question being asked, are we asking for help? Because we all need it. And, uh, you know, even maybe before that, where do your eyes go to to find help? And, uh, you know, but are you asking? And if not, you know, what's the pride or what is keeping you from asking? Are you believing that God will deliver that help? And are you creating space for help? I mean, you know, what I've seen in these this series, Brooks, is the kind of the connection of I could start thinking through like, oh, you know, Psalm 46 talks about him being a refuge, our refuge and ever-present help. And here's how I see that ever-present help in Psalm 121. And in, in 27, ask the question, to whom shall we fear if this is the truth, that he is our light and he is our salvation? And you can see them all connect together because it's all one story and it's God's word empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so there's such joy with that. But again, are we are we asking for help and are we creating the room for help? You know, in Psalm 46, it says, be still and know that I am God. And I think that if you're not being still and you're not creating space for being helped, um, you probably won't know that. And again, I think it's often difficult for us to create a space for help. We're such pull our, 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 ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We're such mm-hmm. self-sufficient kind of people. You know, it's hard for us to create help. And I, I got to tell you, Brooks, I mean, honestly, again, I'm a I'm a student and a sojourner as well. Am I creating space for help? How do I, am I asking for help? You know, as a pastor, you love being the Bible answer man. And, you know, <laughs> you love being the one who supposedly knows the answer. But, you know, in humility and honesty and transparency, boy, do I desperately need help too. Yeah, and when you say 
when you mentioned seeking help, uh, my mind immediately goes to uh, Stuart Scott's SB uh, speech a few years back, and then also Jimmy V, which I wasn't alive for, and Craig Sager as well. But the one I remember most is Stuart Scott when he said, fight, fight like hell, and then when you don't feel like fighting one day, let other people fight for you. Yeah. And I don't know his relationship with Jesus or anything before he passed, but you know, leaning on other people, leaning on Jesus, even when times are tough. I mean, cancer is the epitome of the toughest times, but for, you know, sure. for anything in your life, really, let other people and help fight for you. Oh, well, it's, it's, you know what, and God has created us. First of all, our God's a warrior and he fights for us and he fights battles that we can never fight on our own. And he wins the ultimate battle. And, but he's also called us not just to himself, but to one another, that there is a joy of leaning on me, so to speak, and fighting with me. And those are some good words uh, that we need to fight for one another. It's interesting because you said you don't remember Jimmy V, and I almost got stuck. Like, how do you? <laughs> I've not seen the speech, didn't watch it in real time. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jim Velvano, what a, what a passionate guy he was. But um, yeah, so it, it's true. I mean, you know, fight, and as as uh, we we have to do it. But it's great to know that our God is a warrior who's fighting with us and for us, and He's the one who's provided us one another. You know, mm -hmm. to to fight. Uh, together. And I liked what you said there at the end uh, of your sermon as well as like creating space for your help. Like you can't just, you know, lean on yourself that you're going to seek help. You got to allow people to help you and allow Jesus to enter your life. If you just kind of shut it out or shut the world out, um, it's not going to work well. And again, I think culturally it's interesting because, you know, help, maybe it's getting better, Brooks. And mm -hmm. Maybe we live in a time, I mean, that, that, that great generation, the greatest generation that they talk about coming out of World War II, it seems like they never had to ask for help because mm -hmm. they seem like superhumans, you know. And uh, But then there seemed to be a stigma for a while on, you know, you shouldn't have to. And, and there's a, a lot of thing about self-help. And we got to be very leery of self-help because, you know, we see dimly. We don't see ourselves rightly. I mean, one of the things that helps by being in relationship with one another is, you know, it helps us see around corners or helps us see ourselves more holistically. But we ultimately got to have that help from our God. So, um, and help has gotten a bad rap. Hey, is it okay that I raise my hand and say, I don't know how to do this, you know, and I, I need help with this. And um, But I think it really glorifies our God, and especially when we lean on his word and the Holy Spirit, that we all need help. Yeah, in a lot of ways, media, you know, can portray things negatively. But I think something in the last few years that media has done a better job at is seeking help with uh, mental illness or For depression sure. or anything of that. And uh, with CTA, CTE and football, you know, not being scared to go talk to a therapist or your friends or family. And if you don't have access to good friends or family, it is helpful to talk to a therapist who's a professional and um, can help you out for sure. So I think that's one thing that the media and NFL specifically has done a really good job of the past few years. They have. Um, and, you know, and, and sometimes it's easy to point to something like maybe a, a CTU or a football injury, and sometimes it's not, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just, it's just everyday struggles in a broken world. And so, um, but, that, yeah, that's, that's so true. So mm -hmm. good stuff. I think you're on your A game here today, Brooks. This is, this is fantastic. <laughs> we're, both, we're both excited. We're doing an <laughs> afternoon one. Maybe you're a little, little more awake today. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. This is good. <laughs> Uh, but looking ahead now to part five, which psalm are we looking at, at this week? You know, uh, again, I'm always excited. Uh, we are looking at Psalm 29. And in Psalm 29, it's an interesting psalm of all of them. It talks about the Lord's voice uh, thundering over the waters and the Lord sitting enthroned over the waters. And in Scripture, oftentimes the waters represent chaos. And so... Um, yeah, on, on Sunday, I really want to look at where is God in the midst of the storm? 
And oftentimes, that's the question they ask. I mean, things are happening that are not good, and we can't find him. Where is he? And uh, it's good to be reminded he is exactly where he promised to be and where he needs to be. So I don't want to say a whole lot more about that because I don't want to give away the whole sermon. <laughs> um, but I really want to address the question of, of what I hope to say is, hey, where's God in the midst of our storms? And I think we're going to find out a surprising answer to where he is. I'm excited for that then. All right. Very good. <laughs> a little teaser. So. Yeah, that was a great teaser. Keep people on the edge of their seat. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Tune in and, and watch. And uh and it's, it's been a great uh, joy for me through the series. We only got two left. We have this week and mm-hmm. then and then one. Uh, again, we don't want to get too far ahead here, but Psalm 13 is where we land the plane, which may be an interesting spot to land because it's more of a lament. It's more of crying out to God how long without answers. But, you know, look, look at me. I'm getting way ahead of I myself. I know. Look at that. You said more it's about a, two weeks than next week. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> but so keep we, tuning in. Since we're already looking ahead, I know, I think you mentioned in this, uh, on the service last week, um, June 7th looking like the day, uh, the date that we'll go back maybe to a limited sanctuary or some update on that. Yeah, you know, uh, God has blessed us with a sanctuary. Has he not? The place oh, we yeah, meet, it's, it's, it's really, it's just gorgeous. And even since... COVID-19, uh, they've installed some monitors up in the front of the sanctuary. So it looks like that we'll be able to see the stained glass and we don't have to put the uh, screen down. But um, having even talked to uh, the, Korean cho- uh, the Korean church brothers and sisters, you know, what I've realized is their fellowship hall's pretty massive as well. And there's a screen in there. And so mm-hmm. we really could spread out uh, if we need to. And, and uh, they even have a chapel that's a possibility. So we're hoping for June 7th, um, thinking through the logistics of uh, how we will come back together. It'll definitely look and feel different. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of interesting. I know that will be a lot of things we'll learn the first week. You know, you want to get it right. Um, but, you know, how do you seat people? How do you get people in? How do you get them out? And mm-hmm. I've realized, Brooks, and I'm sure you have as well, that people about this whole pandemic there's a pretty broad range of the way people are responding i mean some some people will boast and say i've never worn a mask i'm not going to wear a mask no one's going to tell me that you know and this is uh baloney and some people are like we got to take every precaution that we can and i don't know the right perfect answer but here's what i know that in, in christ jesus we got to love the people wherever they are mm-hmm. you know we how do we put our arms around the one that is a little bit more cautious and how do we you know tell our brother or sister who's you know just i'm just going to do this and god's going to take care of me and i don't have to worry well you know what sometimes doing something for what you might think is the weaker brother and wearing a mask is the most loving thing to do and so you know we got to be careful as a church that um everybody who comes into our doors and some won't come on the seventh they won't feel comfortable yet and to those of you who won't feel comfortable let me clearly say just keep watching online and uh come when you feel comfortable and you're not you know you're not a lesser uh member if if that's where you're watching so and give us some feedback again um even beforehand of things that you hope to see because how do you set up church? You know, I mean, <laughs> with six feet apart. <laughs> yeah, how do, how, how do we do it? And uh, there's going to be some people that are going to want to run and cross and give you a big hug, and we're going to have to tell people, be careful. You know, I mean, this is we'll you have know, to hold Karen Meg's back. Uh, it's almost going to be impossible. You know, we might have to put her in the broom closet or something. So <laughs> it will definitely be different. But like you said, we're 
going to continue to live stream those services. And even after, you know, things get back to normal, I think we're going to continue to do that as well. So, yeah. And that, I'm really excited about that. What I've noticed is that, you know, we can get some immediate statistics. And again, to, to realize that there are people who are listening in places like Greece and, and Germany and some Middle Eastern places that are amazing in Canada and across the U.S. And, you know, we didn't anticipate that King's Chapel could have a ministry to them, but we are. And mm -hmm. so praise Jesus for that. And, uh, you know, we want to be a blessing as far as God allows us to be a blessing, too, because it's all about him, which is great. And at least this happened in the digital day, digital yeah. age, so we could do this. Isn't that amazing? Yep. That's and so, so true. And so the last point we want to touch on is a little social media update. Speaking um, of digital age. Yes, huh? exactly. It's just flawless segue. Yeah, so good, Bruce. <laughs> you are a true professional, my man. Um, but you, as we said, we launched our new Facebook page, um, posting podcasts like this one, KC Corner, but any social media update you wanted to give? Yeah, you know, uh, first of all, you know, it's social media to me is, is a bit new, and, and I... Uh, when you feel like you're behind the curve in something like this, um, I don't know. I don't know if you feel old or you feel like, golly, you know, you feel like you're you're starting a race that a lot of people are already running and they're way ahead of you. And, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know all the ins and outs. But one of the things we've tried to do as a new church is to make sure that we do get our message out to people and, and that they can hear about us and they can hear uh, about what we're doing. And so I've tried to link uh the king's chapel page on facebook a, a bit to my personal page and I, i'm i'm telling you brooks i've never been a big facebook guy in the last several years i've really been more about uh instagram occasionally but even that i have not done a whole lot but it's it's interesting to start wading back into that world and i guess the what i would want to say is there's a lot of angry people out there. Yeah, there <laughs> are. There are. They love commenting. I mean, too. holy cow! And 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 politically, man, is there a charge in our, <laughs> out there? You know. And uh, as a pastor, let me just say, if I'm not liking your post, uh, and your posts are extremely political, because um, I am convinced that Jesus doesn't love just one uh, political party in our country, and mm -hmm. that Christianity, that we don't have to reach one political party, that that every tribe, tongue, nation, people, political party uh, is going to be a part of God's family. And how do we show love and grace to those who, who vote differently than we do and, and who think differently than we do? And so, um, you know, it's been so great to get caught up with some folks. As a matter of fact, I had a, a, a FaceTime uh, with a pastor friend of mine out in California because he saw that I was on social media and, and then jumped on Facebook and said, hey, let's connect. And it was wonderful to reconnect with him. And, you know, I, I had a friend who reached out uh, to me from Denmark that I haven't known or spoken to for, since a long time just to say, hey, I listened to your Easter message, which was so cool. that. And she said, I remember a young Jeff. I'm not surprised that you're a pastor, you know. So <laughs> those are kind of some interesting, cool things. But at the same time, um, there just seems to be – uh, an undercurrent sometimes of, of anger or, you know, drawing lines that I guess that's reality, Brooks, and maybe you don't realize that as clear until you kind of wade in those waters. So um, it's just been an interesting journey for it me. It has. Stick to sports debates, people, like mm -hmm. MJ versus LeBron or something. Exactly. The most important <laughs> things, you know. The so, biggest debate. And it's not even a debate. It's MJ. We all know. It's There's LeBron. Only one that's right. <laughs> There's only one. But, but thanks yeah. for joining us this week, guys. And Absolutely. See you guys soon. Hey, there's always room in the corner for you. Uh, thank you for listening. Blessings to y'all. Have a good one.